Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. All right, we continue to check in all around Southern California on our holiday travel. Deborah Mark, what do you got? Oh, it's very busy, Ken. There are so many cars on the freeways. It's going to be a crazy day. And don't forget about those airports. Woo-wee, you better is, check it, in about two hours in advance. Is this going to be every hour? Is, is this... inflation having an effect on people's travel plans, Deborah? What do we know? John, I mean, Ken, you're not going to believe this, but no. And you know the gas prices in Southern California are dropping, so uh, more people are driving. But they're still high, price. over $5 a gallon. They I'd... still are, but people are so sick and tired of not being able to travel because of the pandemic that they're just I wish I could open these windows. <laughs> She's great. She's got a lot to say on oh, this. Oh, you were designed for this. You should be one of those perky little TV traffic reporters. Send her to the gas station, the train station, the airport. Send her everywhere. Woo-hoo! Speaking of, do you have any extra personalities like Herschel Walker? I do not. You None? No. No spare personalities No, in the we're closet? stuck with no. this one. This is and really I don't up. get erections either. <laughs> wow. Okay. She just shut down the show. Congratulations. Uh, uh, Tony well, we said that, g- would you? <laughs> we have some good news to talk about. For those who are tired of the oppressive California governments and their crazy vaccine mandates, a victory for the Let Them Choose initiative of the Let Them Breathe organization. Sharon McKeeman has been on our show uh, several times over the past couple of years as we put up with uh, the outrageous decisions made in California concerning the pandemic. This one was about the San Diego Unified School District and a student vaccine mandate that they tried to implement. She's going to come on now and talk about the details and then this court ruling. Sharon, how are you? 
I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, we're good. We're fine. What were the specifics of this uh, San Diego Unified Vaccine Mandate? Yes, so they had a vaccine roadmap that was going to require all students 16 and up, so not even all the students in their high school, uh, just the ones that it was going to be approved for, uh, to get the COVID vaccine by January of this year, actually, or they would be excluded from in-person education. And they said they were giving them a choice between, you know, classroom and and independent study. So it wasn't an exclusion. Uh, And, you know, we filed a lawsuit saying we disagreed with them, that they were violating students' right to in-person education um, and that they couldn't go outside of, you know, state law. They weren't even going to be um, uh, honoring personal belief exemptions. So we beat them in court back in December of 21 and they decided to waste taxpayer dollars appealing that sound legal decision. And now almost a year later, the, it's backfired on them because since they appealed our decision, we now have an appellate court ruling that upholds that initial ruling. And so that actually sets state precedent uh, for school districts throughout the state of California that they can't mandate extra vaccines um, and and use that as a requirement for admission. So, did the, did the state know, have any uh, any requirements? So, you know, there is a list of 10 vaccines that has been le- legislated as the childhood list that you have to have uh, to be admitted to school. And so, you know, that's part of what the court said is that, uh, you know, that list, if, if you have that list, you have to be unconditionally admitted uh, to school. And uh, so the state the, never the, the state never added a covid mandate. No, the governor has said that no, no earlier than the summer of 23. You know, there uh, may be a mandate moving forward for the covid-19 vaccine. However, that would be a new vaccine. And so it, since it's not part of the childhood list, it would have to have the personal belief exemption honored. So the only way to get around that is if they go all the way through the legislative process to try to add it to the list and get rid of the personal belief exemption. But there was already a bill that tried to do that this year. Uh, Parents really pushed back on it and defeated that bill. We think that may come back with a vengeance. (laughs) You know, this uh, legislative session, especially now that it's after the election. So we are telling parents to stay vigilant, we're going to have an online advocacy action center at letthebreathe.net where they can contact their representatives and make their voices heard. Uh, but currently, you know, there there is a personal there would be a personal belief exemption in place. And our ruling set state precedent that school districts can't mandate vaccines, refuse to allow exemptions and kick kids out of school. Do you think they'll appeal this to the to the state Supreme Court? Um, I, I think it's unlikely <laughs> they've been beaten soundly twice and they've wasted a lot of, of resources. And uh, I, I do not think that, I mean, from, from what our attorneys are telling me, it, it sounds unlikely that the state Supreme Court would even hear the case. Uh, but, you know, you don't know with San Diego Unified. They make some really bad decisions. I'm hoping that this has helped them <laughs> make better decisions in the future and be better is, stewards with taxpayer dollars. Is there is there a specific law that says only the state can issue a vaccine mandate and it has to be the list that has made it through the legislature? Is there something that makes it clear? Yes. Well, then, yes, well, so then why was why was San Diego Unified going up against uh, a law that's written in black and white? 
Because they're not reasonable. The the judge actually, one of the appellate, appellate justices, there's three of them that, uh, you know, hear the case. And they one of them actually asked San Diego Unified's attorney if he really thought that his argument was reasonable. And then the judge basically just said, it's not reasonable, is it? Um, they, they The justices told uh, San Diego Unified's attorney that this would cause chaos if different districts just made different requirements. And they said that it's very clear in state law that the legislature fully occupies this realm. And that's why it's so important that parents understand they can hold school districts legally accountable when they go against the law, but then we also have to be focused on advocacy at the state level, uh, you know, to make sure that the law lines up with what's really best for students. Was there an uproar in the San Diego Unified School District by parents when they tried to implement this this vaccine (laughs) regulation? Yes, there were... uh, over 1,600 parents that called in and I, in opposition of it, and I think only about 80 that called in in support, and San Diego Unified only allowed about 50 parents to speak, but they let Senator Pan speak. Um, so, you know, this is highly, highly political. Uh, we know that San Diego Unified, the teachers union there, is the second largest school district in the state. Uh, they just continue to really push extreme agendas. They're not doing what's right um, for students. And, you know, this is a victory showing that parents can come together with grassroots movement, file a lawsuit, and win. Well, Sharon, thank you very much. That's good, work. Uh, good news for your movement. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm so grateful to our community and our attorneys, Lee Andelin and Ari Spangler, are absolute rock stars. And, and people can find the ruling at letthembreathe.net. All right, Sharon McKeeman, thanks for coming on. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, she's a Let Them Breathe founder. It's also an initiative called Let Them Choose, which is what we're talking about with this kid. Let Them Breathe was over the masking. Let Them Choose is over whether or not to be vaccinated, and the San Diego Unified School District decided on their own that 16 years of age and older had to have a vaccine and that got stopped quickly because they can't do that. It the, has to come the from more Sacramento we get away from uh, a peak COVID time, the more you see how hysterical be- people became, how fanatical oh. they became. You and know, if I read one more story this week about, oh, it's the Thanksgiving holiday. Here comes the triple-demic, the tridemic. What are they calling it? I know. It, They've it, added that RSV, the respiratory. Sure. Oh, you can you COVID can, to the flu. You can dig around and find any uh, you know half a dozen different viruses that are floating around and just uh, create hysteria. You get you get clicks, you get hits. Yeah. You get people. Well, to you stop know, wiped by... out Deborah Mark last week, and for one day, we don't know what that was, though, do we? No, no, she never no. got tested. And, and Eric Sklar, our technical director, has been wiped out all week. Yeah, we don't know what that is he's either. Got, he's got something nasty, but he claims he tested negative in all the. Uh... They text us every day. I still have a high fever. I can't come in. Yeah. I don't know. But he's tested for COVID, so it's not COVID. So go out maybe he didn't test it again. You know, sometimes you test negative and then you test positive. Ray's the only one hanging in there, John. He'll pick on him. Well, because he's got an incredible immune system. I considering missed one day. One day. One day. That yeah, but it. I think the vegan sick days have outnumbered the John and Ken sick days in You're the right. last couple of years. That is, Definitely. That is true. We are just the, never out. The vegan sick days. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've maybe had two this year. Uh, we've had none this year. I know. You win. We're diehards. <laughs> we have very powerful immune systems here. <laughs> yeah. No, John, Our... you come in sneezing and coughing. You just come. Hu- you just come. Yeah, to he work. does. He just okay. he just bucks up and. Right. I give everybody else. He powers through. <laughs> he yeah. does. It's like yeah. 
All right, more coming up. Johnny yeah. King. The, uh, yeah. Oh, that so- was about Cuomo. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> See where that went. The tongue bath desk is dedicated to journalists, if that's what you want to call them, who do just that. They slobber all over a prominent, usually it's a politician. Over prominent knobs. Uh, yes. They, uh, they just uh, adore them. And they, 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 the, they, the article is completely written in a positive, ridiculous light. Right. There's a lot of pleasure given. Today's winner is from the El Segundo Times, where most of them are. <laughs> Rebecca Ellis and her tribute to one of John's favorite departing politicians, the retiring L.A. County Supervisor, Sheila Kuehl. Okay. This one uh, caused me to upchuck my lunch. Uh, there is nothing negative in here. And, of course, this is the woman that famously said, we've got to stop outdoor dining. It's too dangerous with COVID for the servers. She voted for that, and then she went out, and she went to outdoor dining that night. Right. And How sh- big a phony can you be? And shut down all the outdoor restaurants in L.A. County for the whole holiday season from Thanksgiving through Christmas. Big supporter of L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon. Another big strike against her. Yes. And, uh, and all the other things she said and done. I didn't know she only had eight years as a supervisor. It's felt like forever, hasn't it? Yeah. Well. She's leaving. She's 81. And she's decided to move on and retire from political life. So the tongue bath begins three decades ago. Sheila Kuehl entered political life in a bulletproof vest. Kuehl said she needed all the protection she could find in 1994 as she campaigned for a state assembly seat that would make her California's first openly gay state legislator. After the death threats continued through her primary, then Assembly Speaker Willie Brown assigned someone to guard her at public events. This year as she's preparing to leave elected office after two terms on the L.A. County Board of Supervisors, she would once again find herself escorted by men and women in bulletproof vests. And that's a reference to the raid that was done in her home by the L.A. County Sheriff's Department, trying to see if there was any evidence dealing with her and her nonprofit friend that ran the bogus sex harassment hotline for Metro. Yes. So... That's how someone who put together the story said, I know what we can do. Oh. Let's find an angle on her being guarded and her being threatened. <laughs> right. If they, would, if they would spend five minutes looking into that story, they could probably come up with a lot of fascinating uh, facts about how her best friend ended up with $800,000 of taxpayers' money for that sex hotline that nobody used. I'm sure so, there's a fascinating story there that the uh, El Segundo Times is not interested in. Uh, Kuehl summed it up. My very, very, very best friend, Terry Osborne, summed it up. She said, you started your political career fighting bullies. You've ended up your political career fighting bullies. The bully here would be Sheriff Alex Villanueva for going after her over this start. Right. The rest of it, apparently the LA County Board of Supervisors paid tribute to her. There's nobody there. They still don't allow people. Look at that. The seats are all covered in the background. They're too afraid of COVID. They're all wearing masks. Still? Um, yeah, did you see the picture? They're holding up uh, Sheila Kuehl heads on a stick. Oh, no, no I didn't see that I said picture. that like it was the John and Ken tax yeah. revolt, didn't I? But that's what it is. It's her face on a, on a stick. Oh, uh, is that what they were doing? They're staffers. They're just paid political operatives wearing suits and yeah, ties. Yeah, it was, it was county employees and department heads. Yeah. So yeah. They, were, they, they, were, they were earning taxpayer money by waving Sheila Kuehl heads in the air. Yeah. And she was hailed mostly as a champion for LGBTQ transgender people. Is there any other That's... issues? No, Are apparently there any not. Other issues? With all the taxes that the county rakes in and uh, the high taxes we pay 
Oh, yeah, she's another one. She helped earmark hundreds of billions of dollars to transition the county away from jails. Mm-hmm. That's right, folks. Oh, that works. You can thank her for the movement away from jailing people. Right. This is why she's a Gascon supporter. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, talk to Brianna Cooper. Oh, we can't. She got stabbed to death by a criminal that was on the loose. Oh, she, she pushed through an ordinance to curb the use of single-use plastics. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's the nanny one, state. Huh? This is her eight-year legacy we're talking about. This is all they could come up with. Meantime, county is overrun with crime, overrun with homeless people. And, uh, uh, of course, all these sycophants and butt-kissers collect together to wave the Sheila Kuehl face portrait, right? Yeah, and, it's, and, it's uh, like they do at sporting events. They yeah, have right, because she's a hero. And you can just she was a disaster. You know, how, many, how many restaurants went out of business? How many people lost their jobs? Nobody's interested in counting that up, huh? The economic damage, the criminal damage, the damage to the environment from the homeless, the damage to just our peace of mind and way of life. No, yeah. Nobody chronicles that, right? <laughs> so I'm, uh, I, I just it, It's another day in the alternate reality. Yeah, and it says here, uh, oh, they all praised her. All the other supervisors praised her. Uh, Janice Hahn wasn't there. I guess she's frightened of COVID. She video conferenced into the meeting. Tireless uh, politician, a fighter. Uh, I I routinely called her on Sunday night so the two could spend the dwindling hours of their weekend scouring the motions the board would discuss the week ahead. Uh, Another one, Hilda Solis. Uh, They're going to know that you're a champion. You fought so hard for future generations. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like I said, Not, the, 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 a lot of the whole article is a tongue bath, but the writer, of course, put it together so that we could give praise. To, oh, uh, look at these sad fools. I just found the picture of them waving the Sheila Kuehl heads on sticks. Look at these grown men. Well, this is on look, company look, time. Look, they look showed these, up. Wait, look at these staffers. Grown men with their big bellies, their, their badly fitting suits and their stupid masks. For God's sakes, it's November of 2022, and these buffoons are still wearing masks. And if I was a progressive, oh, I'd look on. at the photo and say, how come they're largely white men? Where's the yeah. diversity? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking to see if there were any comments. Uh, the Times invited comments. Oh, are there any? Uh, no. No trolls? No, <laughs> no, no comments. No, the, there are no comments yet. Why don't you write one? <laughs> it wasn't worth it. No, I don't think I will. Oh, I can't. That is one of the saddest pictures I've ever seen, is these middle-aged uh, fat guys uh, waving their Sheila Kuehl sign. What man would do that? Who would wave a Sheila Kuehl sign <laughs> while wearing a mask? All right, when <laughs> we come back. What the hell has happened to the world? What's going on? We'll turn to Sacramento politics, where it looks like our friends at the California Air Resources Board are making a move to ban all, and I mean all, diesel-powered trucks in California. What is that going to do to the industry? <laughs> That's a great idea. They have to go electric. So that nothing uh, will be delivered. More John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up after 4 o'clock, well, John said it was a nothing, but we'll see what Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI, says about this police news conference in Idaho about the college student killings. That will come up after the news at 4 o'clock. The California Air Resources Board has something called the Advanced Clean Fleets Regulation. What a name. Advanced Clean Fleets. And basically, they want to get rid of all the diesel trucks in California. 
it'll eventually force them all off the road. <laughs> all new trucks operating around busy railways and, and ports, busy railways and ports, have to be zero emission by 2024. You realize how close that is? Um, and isn't that where most of them operate, around railways and ports? That's 13 months. <laughs> it's phasing out all diesel trucks from those areas by 2035 and eventually taking every diesel truck and bus fleet off the roads by 2045, quote, where feasible. Wow. Well, then that'll be in very few places. I, uh, the I, trucking people are like, on that kind of timeline, we can't do this. It's the, impossible. The, the, the infrastructure cannot be established, said Mike Tonnell of the American Trucking Association. Fleets will have to deploy trucks that cannot do the same job as their current trucks. There uh, are logistical problems, too, in charging electric vehicles. This will do damage to us, says the CEO of a construction company. We really don't understand how to charge these vehicles. Those pieces of equipment go home with these men every day. They'll need to be charged from home. How do you compensate a person for that? They're just well, bringing up all the many we, questions for this. Well, we've, we've talked. Well, the, you know, there's a, a question implies that there's something up in the air about which way it'll go. There clearly is no electrical infrastructure to handle this. Having trucks is an absolute for a modern society. It is impossible to have a modern economy without trucks. Otherwise, you have no deliveries. Do you remember during COVID when everyone went hysterical, how quickly the shelves went empty, how long yes. it took to get a regular supply of many products? You take, right. you take trucks off the road and you mandate electric trucks and I, 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 I want to get somebody on here from this American Trucking Association because fleets will have to deploy trucks that cannot do the same job. I, wa- I wonder what's, what he's saying here. Are electric trucks less capable of delivering for some reason? We don't reason? know because right now it says here there are 2,000 medium and heavy-duty vehicles in California that are zero emission. By that, I mean electric. But they're mostly buses. So we don't really know. We've heard there's problems with the electric buses. Yeah, like, with like, hills uh, like the, and fires. Yeah, right. They catch oh. fire. But yeah. the, 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 and there is not an electrical grid, and there aren't charging stations in any great number. 2024? I, I'm sure that timeline is flexible. Look, listen to us here. Okay? <laughs> this is a huge debacle coming. This is coming to your life. They right, tried, what uh, will happen is these trucking companies will just give up on California. Like, yeah, well, you go get the goods yourself and bring them to the stores and everywhere else they have to go from the ports. It doesn't, it we, doesn't work. We can't work. comply with this. It'll cost us too much. It isn't worth it. That's what I think will happen. But well, we'll yeah, try to get can... Mike Tunnell on next week. Yeah, I mean, it seems to me that the, the trucking companies aren't in a position to buy all these electric vehicles. I have a feeling the electric vehicles are, are not going to be practical, and there's certainly a charging issue, and there's certainly an electrical grid issue, and I don't understand why we have a California Air Resources Board that pretends none of this is a huge problem. It all is. The same thing well, with Gavin Newsom. It, it, here's is, where we're going with this. Once again, it's about community equity and environmental justice because apparently these areas where the warehouses are and the ports are, I'm afraid low-income communities are there, and they are suffering from the diesel fumes. So well, you that's you, why can't, you can't you can't you can't shut down the whole trucking industry. 
No, there are some things we have to have. I, I, I don't <laughs> care. I'm what, sorry. I don't, Maybe it's cheaper to relocate these people. There, you know I don't what, know what else no, to no, say. No, no, no. That's just a cover story. Because when you raise a racial issue, you're not allowed. That shuts down further you can't debate. Object, right, right. They, these are religious fanatics who believe in this cult of climate change. It has now become a religious cult. And so they realize that a lot of people are scoffing at this and rebelling against it. So what they have to do to shut down debate is start waving the racism flag because that gets people scurrying and hiding. What do you because if you say, well, wait a second, we think you're you're actually using racism as a cover. Well, it looks like you just want people of color to die, don't you? To suck you, in the pollution. You want right. them to inhale all that pollution to get lung cancer. And that is exactly what, what, what the plan is. If any prominent person or organization starts saying, you know what, you people are nuts, you can't shut down the trucking industry, you'll see. They'll start saying, well, it looks like you're suggesting violence to the young, to the lungs of people of color. And this is how the game is played. Uh, on another issue related to this, remember that Gavin Newsom wanted to hold these hearings on gasoline price strikes, and he has threatened attacks on windfall profits. Profits. He said he was going to have a special session of the legislature to uh, talk about this. Well, the development today is one of the big refiners in the state, PBF Energy Inc., said no, they're not coming to the hearing next week. <laughs> Good. And that Newsom has politicized this issue. Oh, and that's good. it. Yeah, somebody's got to Apparently, start. it is voluntary to come and talk about gasoline prices. You know what? At they, least one of the refiners said, nope, they, we're not engaging in this. A few months back, they did a, a court here in California. We probably haven't given this um, um, enough attention. A court in California did an investigation into collusion among oil companies over the price of gasoline. Yes. And they found there was nothing to it. Nothing. They're, and that's not the first time I think no, that conclusion they, has they, been reached. They, they, but. No, they keep, they keep they just make this stuff up as a diversionary tactic because they know the left wing media prattle will 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 copy and keep and keep amplifying that message. For the four millionth time, the fact that we have high gas prices is self inflicted due to state regulation and policy and bills passed to raise prices and squeeze the fossil fuel refinery companies. That's exactly what they're trying to do. And to do that, that leads to higher gas prices. It has restricted the supply. How many times, John, have we said how many fewer refineries there are in the state than there were 20 years ago? A That's lot. because of these policies. Here, that affects the supply. Here, if we got a minute, this was in uh, the San Diego Union Tribune. As gas prices hit another record, and this came from uh, just uh, October 5th, just six weeks ago, uh, judge dismisses class action lawsuit accusing oil companies of colluding. A federal judge dismissed the lawsuit that accused the major oil companies of colluding to keep costs artificially high. It was published by U.S. District Court Judge Jinsuk Ota. Uh, it was seven months. They represented a gas station against uh, some of the largest oil conglomerates in the world. And they they could 103 pages. This is a female judge. Um, there's no antitrust wrongdoing. That was that was proven here. Period. I mean, Period. it's just not true. 
If it's true, they can't find any evidence. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, after 4 o'clock, we'll start with Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI. They did hold a news conference in Idaho to talk a bit about the murder of the four college students in their off-campus house, which occurred over 10 days ago. Uh, They don't have much. They've gotten a lot of tips. They've collected a lot of evidence. And there's a lot of people working on the case. We'll see what was learned from reporters' questions and such. We'll talk to Alex Stone right at 4.05 here on the John and Ken Show. Later on, Steve Gregory will join us from KFI News. Uh, Something nice is being organized for the recruits that were run over by that man in South Whittier over a week ago. The man who now claims he just fell asleep behind the wheel. We interviewed his lawyer yesterday. Steve will tell us what that is in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, We talked last week... About a very troubling animal story, Deborah Mark, where two men in Pomona stopped their car in front of a business called CFR Patio in Pomona. And they got out and they shot one of the stray cats that hangs out in the parking lot. And uh, there's also one of the men who took some kind of sharp object and cut the cat open. Oh, my God. His doofus friend used his cell phone to record it. The cat was known by the name of Scruffy because it was hanging out at that business area. And one of the workers used to come out and talk to it and feed it and named it Scruffy. And uh, you can imagine their horror when they found this cat dead, stabbed. The surveillance footage... Because there's so many cameras everywhere now. Did catch these two in the act. Really? And the good... Well, yeah. We talked about that last week. I forgot. Okay. Yeah. There was surveillance footage of them. Didn't you watch it? Can I have my Biden moment? (laughs) Okay. Well, they've been arrested. We do not know their names. We do not know their names. At least the latest reporting does not say who they are. It looks like a couple of young guys who... uh, How much have we talked about how people that would do this... You got to really put away because no, I, they could be the next mass murderer. I, no, they, they should get a life sentence for this. But well, you know what? They're probably going to get about six hours. I mean, yesterday, I, I, two I mean, arrests they, they were made. People away who harm humans. They're not going to do it for, for animals. Yeah. Well, guess what? Upland cops conducted a traffic stop on a suspect car. One of the men was detained after they discovered an active warrant for their arrest. And police say further investigation revealed the suspect had committed similar animal cruelty acts on other animals. Ah, see? They always do. It's a, they, they do it often. Yep. Apparently this one's already got a record of doing this. Right, because it's exciting for them. It, it, it turns them on. Sometimes literally turns them on. And what did we learn last week from Jeffrey Dahmer's father that Jeffrey Dahmer liked to take roadkill and put his hands in the insides? Mm-hmm. And it was, it was some kind of... Uh, Feeling around in yeah, there? Yeah, no, the and, and it was a sexual thrill. He said it started happening. At puberty. At puberty, between the age of 12 and 14. I mean, you know, everybody, like, either laughs or, like, recoils in horror. No, I can't be. No, that's really what it is. All this stuff is tied to, to uh, a twisted sex drive. Which turns into murder. Turns into murder, yeah. And the murder becomes sexually pleasurable for these people. Did we ever learn that in the Jeffrey Dahmer case that, you know, when he killed these guys and then he ate their parts, would that get them horny? 
Uh, I, I think there there was a component to it, but it's been so you many years I don't that, remember. That series, did you, Deborah March? No, you gave I up didn't. on the Dahmer Netflix yeah. show? Right. Yeah. I watched yeah. the first episode and I did the same thing. I gave up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for some reason, I can't get my wife interested. Hey, some you, reason? You wanna, I don't know why. It was a hot date night. <laughs> hey, you want to spend the week watching uh, Jeffrey Dahmer eating people? Uh... <laughs> you did try to get her to watch it? Yes. I brought it up very gently. I, I knew it was uh, going to get a, a thumbs down, but... <laughs> It was an effort. I, and I, 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 I would watch by myself, but then, you know, she'd walk in on me and I'd be watching, a, uh, you know, a cannibal serial killer. And that that probably would be too creepy. That would kill the night. It's yeah. like, oh, you're watching that alone? <laughs> yeah, what kind of thrills that, are you getting? That's a, that, see, I can, might get away with it if I'm watching it with her. But if I'm watching it alone, then it's, you know, she's going to be making phone calls. All right, when we return, Alex Stone, the police in Idaho, held an update on the college murders today. We'll see what was learned. KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation. And gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.